It's been a busy year for Mark Osler, a former prosecutor and Baylor law professor who won the aforementioned case that allowed judges to reject mandatory 100-to-1 ratios in crack-and-powder cocaine sentencing that had previously been federally established. Asked by a colleague at Ohio State what he was going to do next, Osler turned his attention to the president's use of the commutation. The project that we're working on right now involves the pardon and commutation power of the president of the United States. And, uh, we often think of that in terms of President Ford, pardoning President Nixon and the way that Bill Clinton used it to pardon people like Mark, Mark Rich. And that was, you know, those were very controversial, and they should be. Uh, what we're trying to do is convince this administration to use the pardon power, the commutation power, in a principled way. And that is articulate a principle and then follow it. So we don't have these surprises like Mark Rich that crop up, and that that'll build credibility in the institution of the pardon power. Osler says that only two presidents in recent history have used the pardoning power in a principled way. Kennedy, who sought out people whose sentences would have been changed under the new rules, and Reagan, who used the pardon very sparingly. He believes that there are many people in prison right now whose heavy-handed sentences are worthy of commuting, particularly in cases where the sentencing guidelines have changed since they had their day in court. You've already said that the uh, crack guidelines and the laws on crack cocaine are too harsh. There are people that have fallen between the cracks who are doing extremely long sentences. Uh, and let's look at them for commutation. Commutation means to shorten the sentence as opposed to remove the conviction. To highlight this issue, Osler and a coalition that includes the ACLU are requesting a commutation for Hamda Hassan, currently serving her 16th year in prison of a 27-year sentence. Her name's Hamda Hassan. Uh, she was fleeing an abusive marriage. She moved in with her cousin. Her cousin was dealing crack. Uh, as part of living there, she did some errands that helped him out. She ended up being sentenced to life because of the large amount of crack that he was dealing and because of these extreme laws. It, one of the problems in, in sentencing is that we go by the weight of what's involved rather than the person's role. And that means that someone who has a very minor role, like Hamda Hassan, often is going to get the same sentence as the person who was most involved and was making all the money off of it, and this is one of those cases. They are bringing their request to the president heading into President's Day weekend. It's symbolic, and it's important for the individual in prison. But Hassan's case is indicative of a larger issue that he believes the administration is receptive to. I think the best possible outcome, Derek, would be if the president said that this is the kind of person that we need to address through the presidential power of pardon and commutation. We're going to shorten her sentence to correlate to what might happen today if she was being sentenced under the new thinking on uh, you know, the crack guidelines. And then not only consider her petition that way, but systemically consider other people who have fallen through the cracks, haven't gotten the benefit of retroactive sentencing. And if nothing else, what I want this president and potentially future presidents to do is before they're in the term, instead of giving out political favors, think about this important power, this almost absolute power, articulate to the public how you're going to use it, and then do it. You can find a link to a website that tells Hamda Hassan's story at our website, kwbu.org. For KWBU News, I'm Derek Smith.